This is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from lists of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps. And uh, following the sudden death of his mother, a mild-mannered but anxiety-ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an epic Kafka-esque odyssey back home. This is directed and written by Ari Aster, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Patty LuPone, Amy Ryan, Zoe Lister-Jones, Nathan Lane, Parker Posey, Richard Kind, and a bunch of other folks. This is Bo is Afraid. I am so sorry for what your daddy passed down to you. But I wanted a child, the greatest gift of my life. I'm visiting my mother tomorrow. Now, you may be asking, what? We're talking about Bo is Afraid, and yes, yes we are. I uh, came into Ari Aster pretty late in terms of uh, what people were talking about, in terms of his uh, in terms of his films. We watched Hereditary and Midsummer on this podcast uh, last year, the year before. Check those out. Um, but I really admired Ari Aster. I didn't watch any of his interviews. I haven't done any kind of like... Um, personal examination into into the way he is as a filmmaker other than watching his films and kind of reflecting on what i think makes him pretty great and the 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 themes of the genre that he kind of uh, manipulates to tell stories and i think with midsummer and and uh, hereditary he's done a fantastic job at being able to again manipulate genre manipulate stories to where it very much feels like, I think everyone's like, oh, he's horror. Um, but I think there's so much more that he's trying to say, so much more story that's going on, where if you're simply there to enjoy the, the, the again, quote-unquote horror aspects of his films, you can. But if you're looking to get something a bit more from it, I think he has a wonderful visual language and a wonderful writing language, to be perfectly honest, that... that it makes sense for him to write and direct and do all these things that um, that honestly make him a standout in the same vein that we talk about like Wes Anderson, like these auteurs. Um, so being able to catch an early screening of Bo is Afraid, I was super excited. Um, the trailer for this thing didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to get into, but I know I liked Ari Aster. I know I liked uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And besides the poster, which I thought was kind of misleading uh, on the outlook. I wanted to take a look and I did. And to my surprise, uh, that week I learned that the movie was three hours long, long um, and that the critics loved it. So I was starting way up here, not necessarily expectations, but with um, the excitement for what I could potentially watch on the screen. Now I, to be completely honest and going, hadn't scripted much response in, in terms of this movie, but wanted to talk about it to, to spur and elicit a conversation. So please, if you've seen this movie, um, leave comments uh, and let's let's talk a bit more about it because it's kind of boggling my mind and how I think about it. My initial reaction after three hours was, I'm not sure if I understand this film. I'm not sure if I get what's happening here. Um, if I were asked what the worst film of, of the year would be, I probably would have pointed to this. Like, this is just coming, it's a straight up reaction right after the film. And I couldn't really figure out why that was. And after talking about it with a few friends after the, after the screening, um, 
I think the general consensus is everything just felt a bit muddled. No one, no one really minded the fact that it was three hours, except they couldn't really grasp on to what, what was being communicated. And I couldn't help but to bear on to what Damien Chazelle said in terms of uh, his film last year, Babylon, where he said uh, he, he'd much rather his movies be divisive. Like, movies should be divisive. People should have a stance on it and, and be able to have that conversation back and forth, which is, again, why I'm, why I'm kind of recording this kind of uh, as a bit of a rant, really, of, of, of my thoughts. And since watching the film about a week ago at the time of this recording, I am still a bit confused, but also have a bit of appreciation for what Ari Aster was trying to do. I'm not sure if I understood what the base reality of this world was, and I think that's where a lot of confusion comes in. Um, there's a lot of surrealism at play. There's a lot of, like, um, you know, Bo is, Bo is really anxious, and we, we don't know if we're watching the world through his eyes, or if this is just a surreal you know, or if this is just the world that he lives in, um, which would be interesting because it's kind of like this, like if that were the case, we were living in a very dystopian world, right? Where things have changed drastically for reasons that we don't know. We don't need to know. Um, but if we're seeing it through his eyes and his anxiety and how fearful he is with, you know, the, the way he was brought up and, and how, he, how he is carrying himself through the day, um, that's a completely different tone. And that will allow us to reset and reset and reset as we go through the three hours. Because I feel like there are th almost three equal parts to this film. And that's, you know, the base world of getting to know Bo, his journey to getting to his, you know, him finding out that his mother has passed away and him trying to get there and, and, and him actually being home. And, um, it's a, it's a really fun adventure, but I am, I'll be honest, I'll probably buy the DVD. <laughs> If they still make those, um, I'll probably buy the DVD or or whatever I can find the director's commentary because I'm interested to see what how Ariaster was thinking about this, not necessarily how he made it, but what his thought process was with going through this. I'm interested to see. It's still very very early on. Um, I think it's technically only released in New York and LA as of right now. Uh, what is this? The middle of April. Um, but I'm interested to see, like the press. I'm really, I'm really interested to watch the, the interviews and watch the press junkets and see what people are saying about it. Um, or see what he, him specifically, what he's saying about making up this film, because I was really left rattled in the shining light of all of this was really the performances. I think Joaquin Phoenix, as always, really pours himself into the characters that he, that he is playing. He really inhabits those characters and his presence as those characters and say what you will about, you know, uh, about that style of acting, about method acting. But, I do think for him it works, and why, what makes him such a great actor is, um, is that he does that. He, he, you, you never get a sense of who Joaquin Phoenix actually is, um, which is why I had to remind myself. Oh, is he like he? He's the Joker, isn't he? Um, like I knew, I knew it, but as as I was watching him on screen, it's just he was just so trans. Um, uh, he just transformed so much, and I think that personally is what I love in an actor is. When they is when they transform into the actor into the characters that they're playing, um, and yeah, we have Patty Lapone given like this really weird monologue at the end that I both loved and hated, and and I'm interested to go back and, and kind of watch and see that unfold again. Um, and we have there's there's just some mind-boggling bits. There's a sex scene with uh, Parker Posey 
which is probably the most one of the most interesting scenes not because of the sex scene but it's it we start to get to the real climax of the film uh no pun intended <laughs> we get to the real climax of the film and um and 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 the, honestly i think she brings a lot of energy and life into this third act um that i'm not sure we needed but there's some other things that detract from that and it's real it's a real shame i think nathan lane and amy ryan uh amy ryan's characters in the beginning and yeah there's just a lot of like references i think to like the truman show i, I it's kind of the way i look at it and what me, really made that great is that we knew our base reality we like we as an audience knew where we stood we knew that we were on a on a tv show set and we we watched this man try to get out of it and i think kind of with this we don't know again what's real and what isn't so as he's making his way through and there's like these hints of like something being afoot or like you know he's you know uh the therapist writing guilty or amy ryan's character saying you already failed or you know the, all these things kind of happening um we don't know who's in on it and who, it, who who is or who isn't in on the grand scheme of it all we get to this big tribunal at the end of the of the film and it feels like we it, i felt like we don't not only do we not know where this is going <clears throat> and that it's it's seemingly he is going to die um but there's there's just no big reveal there's no you know sherlock holmes moment where he goes ha i got it and then kind of explains explains it through to the to the audience to kind of walk them through the journey we're left trying to pick up the pieces even afterwards which is why i'm even now saying i want to rewatch it because i feel like there's bits that i lost and i'm not sure if that's a good thing i'm not sure if it's as nuanced or uh, if it's as nuanced as as as, as ari aster kind of wanted it to be um if it's leaving audiences in the way that they want them to be that said I am in the minority because there are a lot of critics out there who have uh, praised this film, who love this film. And I, I am a bit offended behind that response by critics because it feels like people are like, you know, people just overwhelmingly like this film in a way that I am unsure if I see, I see it the same way. And it's not that I disagree with them. It's that they are almost always given like four or five stars. Right. And I'm not, I'm just, I feel very confused and conflicted about that about that response in terms of the thing that I saw on screen. Um, but again, if you saw those things on screen, if you think that this is uh, like ace in the hole in terms of filmmaking, please let me know. Um, in terms of it being required, I know this is a rant, but in terms of it being a required watch, I'm gonna say no. Um, but there's something very interesting to me that he, you know, this is Arias's third film, and and he had two very big successes and. He took this very big swing. Of course, the the thing that you can take away is being able to pick your collaborators, your actors, your your, your the people who are, are going to bring this thing to life. Um, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm just not sure. I'm trying to be as as gentle with my um, not hatred towards this movie, but like my conflicted feelings towards this movie, um, because I think making anything remotely original is really really hard, and I don't want to shit on anything that a filmmaker does in general but i feel like he, he's someone who i really enjoy and admire and want to want to continue to see grow uh and make and make things i'll absolutely see the next thing that he makes but i feel like this is a bit confusing to the Aster, not the Aster that we knew but like like the filmmaker that we knew not in terms of like him going back to a certain genre or anything but like the the story the story isn't told in a very coherent way but 
maybe I'm just not someone who understands Kafka, 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 whatever. I can't even say it. Um, that said, uh, let me know your thoughts. Truly, truly, truly let me know your thoughts because I, I really need you on this one. I haven't felt this confused about a film since Tenant, um, in which I had to watch that movie again as well to try to understand what it is I didn't understand about the first, about the first go around. So, um, Seriously, let me know if you've seen that. Let me know if you're interested. Let me know your thoughts if you haven't seen it, because I'm just interested. Um, thank you so much for listening, for watching. Like, subscribe, do all the good stuff. I appreciate your time. Until next time, folks, this is Required Watching. We're a film club. Peace out. Thinking about this movie for like 10 years, there's a part of me that can't believe we're making this film. It's epic. Jumbo. Every detail has a detail inside of it. If you pumped a 10-year-old full of Zoloft and had him get your groceries, that's like this movie. I wanted to make a film where it feels like you've been through a life, or even through a person. I feel a great responsibility to deliver something amazing. I'm visiting my mother tomorrow. Are you expecting it to be safe? It's like a Jewish Lord of the Rings, but he's just going to his mom's house. I want to put you in the experience of being a loser.